0: Tailor-made Partnerships provides an unmatched entry and experience into both the racing and breeding side of the thoroughbred industry. Now you can be a part of top-level racing and breeding with all the rewards and less risk and cost. Medallion Racing has enjoyed great success through the years with 66% of starters running in graded stakes and 25% in grade ones. Last year, Medallion was fortunate enough to have an impressive four Breeders' Cup starters. Similarly, our Bloodstock Investments has discovered great value on the breeding side of the game, buying and selling such standouts as Improbable, Bast, Cutting Humor, and Flame Away, among others. Join us and experience the thrill with us, <laughs> with, a, with us, your family. Learn more at TaylorMadePartnerships.com. Welcome to the Tailor Made Partnerships in the Money Media Breeders' Cup Final Answer Show. We are live here in sold out Malone's Prime in beautiful Lexington, Kentucky, and we've got a heck of a show for you. I think we're going to give out a few winners. That's my prediction. Um, and I'm very happy. I'm so confident in saying that because we have such a great team with us. We'll start down at the far right of the table with my usual co host on so much of the in the money media stuff. He's a man who hails from the planet Texas. Uh, crucially he's done very very well in this little betting competition the breeders cup betting challenge where he's been second the uh, in the last two years one of the questions we'll try to answer tonight is who's gonna beat him this year
1: <laughs> but
0: he has made over a million dollars worth of earnings on the tournament circuit and I'm proud to call him a friend and business partner Jonathan Kenshin, what's happening PTF what's up <laughs> <laughs> To my immediate right, another person I'm very excited to have as a colleague in a lot of the work that I do for Sky Sports Racing in the UK. This week, we've imported her at great expense to help us out on the In The Money media side. She is Vanessa Ryle. Vanessa, good evening.
1: (laughs) Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, I'm going to be able to bring you the European intel. That's what I'm here for. As you can tell by my voice, I am terribly British. And uh, hopefully, I'll be able to point in the direction of a few winners. That's the point this evening, guys.
0: And the man to my immediate left, he's the most important one here at the table, because he works for our sponsor, but he's an extremely sharp guy in his own right. We started doing these shows together. We liked him so much. We now have him as a regular, typically uh, talking about the biggest days of racing. One of the things that he specializes in from made Partnerships and Medallion Racing, once again, Philip Shelton.
2: Yeah, thanks, Pete. We're just, you made a face. You didn't yeah, like that intro. No, that was great. That was. Um, I hope my wife's watching at home so she get get a lot of good, uh, good compliments.
0: We're going to dive right in, folks. And ju- just to give a sense of what's happening uh, throughout the course of the show, obviously it's a, it's a live show. We're walking the tightrope there. We're going to do the Friday races. We're going to take a quick break here for the live event. And then we're going to be back with Saturday. It's going to be lean and mean and fun. And it kicks right off with race number six on this Friday Breeders' Cup card, Future Stars Friday, with the two-year-olds going five and a half in the Juvenile Turf Sprint, this grade one action. Phillip, we're gonna start with you on this one. Oh.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna pick a European, which is normally not good, because I think they're in for in this, in this race. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Dramatized. She won the Queen Mary at Ascot, which is like the premier early season race mm-hmm. in Europe. They stretched her out to six furlongs in her next start. Um, she kind of was right there and just flattened out a little bit late. Um, I'm just thinking the cutback and distance helps. It feels like maybe they've pointed for this spot. And the, the key for me is this race just feels loaded with speed. You've got Wesley uh, and Love Reigns down on the, in the two hole. She's going to have to go to the lead. Um, you know, you've got the horses on the outside. Tyler's Tribe, Speedboat Beach, the Platinum Queen all feel like they do their best running, you know, when they're on the lead. And I could just see something where they just absolutely fly early. And um, I think Dramatised has speed as well. I think she's going to be sitting kind of right in behind those horses, and maybe gets first run on somebody like um, like Private Creed, who would be you know just a horse I think could trip out. But um, you know she's she's fifteen to one on the morning line, and you know at a point in midsummer you would have said she's the best two year old filly in Europe. Um, so she would be my play again. It's a race the Europeans have traditionally not done well in, which is you know not true for most of the of the grass races, but. I landed on her at a price mainly because of the pace in the race.
0: It's a compelling case for a very uh, long-priced horse, at least on the morning line. We'll see how it all plays out. Vanessa, I want to bring you in for your thought on this one. But before I do, I need to tell you something about American culture and and differences between this country and yours. We don't have little 20 CL pours of spirit in our cocktails here at Malone's Prime. You get a proper pour. I I don't want to hear you complaining about the strength of these American drinks anymore.
1: So what he's referring to here is, I an out and out gin drinker. Gin and tonics all the way. Don't drink wine, don't drink anything else really. And the gin and tonics since I've landed in America, uh, they've been spicy. Really spicy. (laughs) And I mean to the point that last night at dinner I was embarrassed to say that I might have to ask for more tonic but then my pride took over (laughs) and I was determined (laughs) to power on through. So I drank my gin and tonic and now look at me go. I'm flying along. Absolutely fine.
0: (laughs) Stiff upper lip and all that. Who wins this juvenile turf sprint?
1: Well you guys, we're starting out strongly here on this preview show because drama There's a big price, and I'm backing up with her in this race. I've had a second look at it and. You, Peter, might be surprised about that because it's not the horse I've been talking about. Obviously, when we're talking about the Phillies in this race coming over from England, the focus is really on the Platinum Queen. She's been incredible. She's done things that two-year-olds haven't done in open company for a very long time over in Europe. And she's really straightforward, very admirable. But going back to the points that have already really been made about Dramatise, when she won the Queen Mary at Royal Ascot, she was a second faster that day than Little Big Bear over the same trip. Little Big Bear's come out and proved himself to be a top-class juvenile colt over in Europe. Europe this year and I just think she's far too big a price and it's because of her the run put a line through that she was stretched out on ground she didn't like um, dropping back in trip is really gonna suit her and they put her away for this race the Platinum Queens had quite a long season she's at the she's a much more exposed individual at this stage in her career and for me dramatized big price guys and they've got two votes for her on the panel in the first race dramatized
0: very very interesting I'm taking note of that for sure I was interested in a horse that Philip mentioned as well. Private Creed, I thought, was one that could get a beautiful setup in this spot. I thought Mischief Magic had things to like, including a pedigree angle, uh, Vanessa, that you had shared with me about having a sibling doing well under American racing configurations. I thought form and figures-wise wasn't too far back, should get a great spot. And I'd be remiss to not mention Love Rain, who so I think could get an absolutely perfect trip as well. I'm going to focus my action around those three. Obviously going to take another look at Dramatized after those strong shouts. JK, what's your approach to this race going to be?
3: Um, You know, I... I only feel like two horses can win, um, I, I mean that kind of, like, I, I like the Platinum Queen for a couple of reasons, one is when we get to Saturday we're, we're going to, at least one of us or some of us are going to try to convince you that Highfield Princess can beat um, Golden Pal.
1: I'm definitely going to try to convince you <laughs> of that, <yeah. laughs>
3: which I, I, I love that because that makes this point for me, if, if Golden Pal is one of the greatest turf sprinters we've ever seen and I think most people might think that that could be the case. The Platinum Queen like, lost the Highfield Princess by two. She's a two-year-old. I love that she's drawn outside. She's in the clear. She won't get stopped, and she's facing so much better than what these horses have faced. I just think that she makes so much sense. Now, I'm not a huge Euro and turf sprints guy because it just doesn't really work out unless it was glass slippers, I, I, but I just think she is. she's either really, really way much better than these horses. Or, you know, we're all going to kind of be feeling stupid when it's over with. And if that happens, I don't feel like I'll be that stupid because I, I love Speedboat Beach. And I don't care if they're running on synthetic grass, dirt, broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> this horse is so fast. And when in these races, when you're going five and a half, a horse like dramatized, I've never seen a run. I'm just saying usually what happens in these situations, these Europeans, when they just start thinking about running, we're at the quarter pole. And, 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 that, and that's just why Wesley's had so much success over there is because our horses pop away from there and they, you know, and, and I just think Speedboat Beach is going to be long gone clear. And, and, and he might stop, but he's going to be way clear of these other horses.
0: Let's move on right away to race number seven, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. Uh, we got a mile and a 16th here on the Keeneland Dirt. Of course, JK, we'll keep it with you.
3: I have no idea.
0: <laughs> um... <laughs>
3: I I love chocolate gelato Um, proudly my son bet chocolate gelato he's 11 uh, at Saratoga this summer on 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 debut she lost but he's a resilient little guy and he came back and better again on on August 14th and I think this is a funny joke I've been drinking Um, I'm I'm marrying an Italian woman So do you guys see the joke there? Chocolate gelato?
1: <laughs> I thought you were just gonna
0: say I love chocolate gelato full stop, and that was gonna be your entire spiel, you know knowing your affinity for ice cream.
3: He ran she ran so fast, two back, she wasn't that fast last time. I I feel like she can either win by seven or she's a great bet against. Um I like the the Alcibiades, Pete. <clears throat> the Alcibiades Nicely
0: nicely pronounced. Yeah. I've never gotten more guff in my life than when I mispronounced, and I don't wanna say it the way I said it then, because I'll make the mistake again, but Mispronouncing Alcibiades, I mean, hate mail from you, like.
3: Alcibiades, I think is what you said. <laughs> I, I like Wonder Wheel, so uh, Wonder Wheel or Chop Chop for me, um, I'll press up Wonder Wheel.
0: All right. <laughs> and, but Chocolate Gelato for the official reckoning of numbers in the, in the mix? In the mix. I,
3: I'm going to use as many horses as I possibly can. Um, if, if you guys are playing along, we'll play the pick five with the uh, syndicate we put together. I, I'm going to spread like crazy in here, but I'll, I'll press up horses like uh, Wonder Wheel and Chop Chop.
0: Vanessa, yesterday we were out at uh, Maker's Mark Distillery and you told me that Chocolate Gelato was a horse you were looking to to bet against in this race. But we're allowed to change our minds on this show. That's why it's the final answer show. Where are you feeling about Chocolate Gelato after seeing her today?
1: Yeah, it's interesting when, so, uh, you know, focusing in on these dirt races at this level, you're sort of... Uh, from, from my point of view I'm looking at the form with a really clear head because I haven't been sort of I wasn't following it that closely at the early part of this year so when I opened up the form book to get stuck in for the breeders cup I'm looking and I'm thinking gosh on what she's done she's this chocolate gelato is a really short price you look back at her races and I think she's short for what she's shown on the track but then I've tipped up to the morning work so far um, since i've been over here arrived monday so i've done two mornings so far and i hadn't seen her on tuesday morning and then this morning this horse trots past me and i couldn't see her saddle i couldn't see its saddle cloth or number and i thought what on earth is that i genuinely thought it was a three-year-old dirt colt. i genuinely did and then I looked up and it was chocolate gelato and I had to look twice. And I was keen to take her on, but if I had to take one horse home from this morning, it would have been her. She knocked my socks off. And so I, I, on, on what she's done on the track, I think she's too short a price, but now I've seen her in person. And the fact that she is such a short price, that carries through on you know, her reputation. And now I'm nervous to take her on and I don't know what to take her on with.
0: We were not together this morning, and I had the exact same reaction to chocolate gelato. One you know, I we was... met over
1: breakfast, which, by the way, I didn't realize that, what is it, fried chicken and waffles is a thing? <laughs> I'm, a thing I'm here, here for here. it. Honestly, I'm here for it. And uh, so I was just getting, I was about to get stuck into my fried chicken and waffles, second helping, and I bumped into him, and he was like, what did you see? And I told my chocolate ice cream story, and he was like, Jesus, me too. So read into that what you want.
0: I'm not picking her on top, but I'm no longer disrespecting her, and she's going to be a part of my reckoning. I'm going to stick with my original idea in this race that I think it could set up for a horse to win at a very big price. I'm going to take a little bit of a shot with American Rocket in this spot, mainly because I just think she's better than the paper looks. I feel like she's had excuses in terms of in terms of trips and where she's been on race tracks, and I think the fact that she shows up here, given the hands that she's in, gives her a chance. And I got to think she's going to be 20 to one or higher in this spot. I'll run some money through her, and I also think that You're My Girl is worth keeping in the mix as well as a pure. Play. So mainly I'm going to try to get away with those three. But, yeah, chocolate gelato, certainly deserving of some respect. Philip, where do you stand with her and the rest of these juvenile fillies? I would have said
2: before the post-position draw, Raging C would have been one of my strongest opinions of the whole uh, Breeders' Cup weekend. She won first time out really impressively, was down inside, uh, wasn't a great trip for a first-time starter. And then last time out, she, was just, she, didn't have, she had a good trip, but she was just super green the whole way kind of lost bolted out at one point um you know there's a ton of speed in this race and maybe she can just work out a trip and I'm still slightly intrigued because I'd say all it's going to do is push her price up but at the 14 post uh, for those of you guys at Keeneland it's the short stretch in the Breeders Cup so they finish at the 16th pole not at the wire so the outside post is just incredibly punitive Um, and that kind of made me go to Chop Chop. I don't love 4 to 1. It feels to me like there is absolutely a ton of speed in here. Um, You know, Chocolate Gelato is fast. The 9 Grand Love is really fast. The horse uh, you talked about, You're My Girl, is fast. Um, You know, if you look at, like, time form speed, like there's a ton of horses with early 100-plus speed figures. And in general, I would say for me, I try to fade horses out of the New York 2-year-old races, like the Champagne and the Frisette, because they're one turn. And I think a lot of times having two-turn experience is a positive. I made a, I've made made a ton of money in the past at the Breeders' Cup just fading those horses. So I tentatively would land on Chop Chop. I love Raging Sea. If she had a better post, I would be um, making a, a very aggressive wager on her. Um, but I thought Chop Chop ran great last time, um, and she could get the right kind of trip in here.
0: Race eight, Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf. We're going one mile on the turf. And, Philip, we're going to we'll, we'll go this way this time.
2: I ended up landing on delight um, you know she might be a little slow on speed figures but compared to the previous race I don't feel like there's a ton of speed in here um, you know like Pleasant Passage got the lead in a very slow paced race but I thought she ran great at Keema last time I mean, she just absolutely blew the doors off these horses she got the right kind of trip um, from the nine holes, she can either go to the lead she can sit just off she's got a win over the track um you know that's where i landed and i think with jonathan thomas not being he's a great trainer but he's not a, a household name i think there's actually a, re, a world where she could float up from 6 to 1 um and i ended up landing there um you know not as strong as opinion as the as raging sea pre-post draw but um that's where i landed at 6 to 1
0: definitely a lot of ways you can go in here and in bets like the various picks I'm going to spread around a bit. But the two that I'm looking to focus on are Meditate and Spirit Gal. Meditate, I love her form. I love the way she looked on the track today. I think Aiden O'Brien's record in this race, while it's not good, I think it's about to be uh, one for 21 instead of 0 for 20. I'm also very interested in Spirit Gal from a pace angle. I think the plan is gonna to be to break running and try to go to the top. We almost saw a wire-to-wire winner in this race last year at a big price. Maybe this year it'll actually happen. I think you can spread around, but those are the two that I'm the most interested in. Vanessa, really interested to get your thoughts on this one.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see your case for both those horses, and I fall in the way of meditate in the end. Again, a bit of a reversal on what I thought sort of on the plane over here. I kind of wanted to, I thought she was a bit of an unoriginal selection and maybe quite a weak favorite anti-post. You did
0: actually make fun of me in a video for picking her. I'd just like to point that out.
1: I actually did. I literally <laughs> was like, you're such a cliche, going for the Aidan O'Brien horse. <laughs> but honestly, then I drilled down into this race. And the thing is, is yes, Aidan's not got a great record in it. But he's got, uh, is it like 3 thirds and a few yeah. seconds as yeah. well? So he has been hitting the board. It's not like they've been falling out the back of the TV screen. And this horse has a slightly different profile to the type of horses that he's brought here in in the past. So the likes of Mother Earth and Alice Springs, which she's running this race, they came here off the back of trying a mile in Newmarket. Whereas this Philly Meditate, she was last seen being beaten over the six furlongs. She now steps up to the mile here, which if she's going to get it, it will be here. And she's been beaten by um, Lazoo and Tahira, and Tahira is considered an absolute weapon over in in Europe, and Lazoo is really really solid. And basically, if either of them were to line up here today, well, on Friday, they'd be short uh, a short price favourite for this race. And I think there's probably a bit of value still in Meditates price on the back of the fact that she's been beaten by two horses that are held in such high regard. I think she's gonna appreciate it round here and I've seen her out all um, two mornings running now and I couldn't fault her. She looks really up for it. She looks like she's taken the travel really well and I think this could be it for Aiden in this race. I hope anyway.
0: J.K., this is one that uh, you've said you listen to a lot of other opinions, and then you formulate what you're going to do. You've heard several other opinions by this point. What's your final answer? Yeah,
3: I mean, I'm going to spread in here, too. I mean, meditate, obviously. I I, I trust what I hear about her. But one thing I will say is that the last six, seven winners of this race, Pizza Bianca, Aunt Pearl, Sharing, Newspaper of Record, Rushing Fall, New Money Honey, they all ran. I I do this weird number. I'm not going to bore you with it, where I kind of mess with the internal fractions that come up with, like, a one number to represent the race there's like five horses in here that have already run as well as all six of those runners won ran on friday right wow. so free look ran as well pleasant passage be your best delight um and and jaguera have all run as good as those horses that i just named i just feel like this is a wide open race whoever gets the best trip's going to win i'm going to spread like crazy <laughs> if you put my feet to the fire i'm going to pick jaguera She's going to get ignored for Phil Bauer on the outside. She was impressive um, at, uh, at Saratoga. Saratoga. She, she lost to Pink Hugh, who I think would probably be favored in this race if she didn't get ill. And she's drawn outside. They're going to ignore her. Hit it a bomb one from the 14. Julian Lepereau can figure out a trip from out there. You
0: don't sound super confident saying that, Jonathan. No,
3: nah, look, she's going to be a huge price. She's not going to be 8-1. to They're going to they're gonna ignore her. Because she's way out there. She ran in the dirt last time. I'm going to spread. Jagera
0: is, it's, it's spelt with an X. I don't know. <laughs>
3: That's I, right, Pete, Pete's the writer. I just heard someone smarter than me say it, so I'm doing it right you now. You
0: can always just throw the number out there, too. Right. 13, help 13, people, 13. Help people out. The penultimate race of Future Stars Friday is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. I predict JK can do it in two words. k K-Rot. <laughs> I'll let you add a little bit, though.
3: Uh, I'm playing the BCBC, BC, and I will bet every single dollar I have on K-Rock.
0: Woo! Some serious confidence. Vanessa, have you clapped eyes on, on Cave rock yet? Do you have a thought to offer in this one?
1: No, I, I've completely missed him out on the track. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I've He's kind of, good. I've kind of tried to keep my eyes peeled for him, but I don't know what's been going on. But I actually haven't seen him in my two mornings thus far. But everywhere I go, anywhere who I speak to, it's Cave rock Cave rock Cave rock So I'm like, okay Cave K-Rock. <laughs> i don't know like i know it's pathetic but sometimes it can be as simple as that and it's key not to make it more complicated than you need to make it
0: fair enough when you have 14 races especially and you can choose your spots i'm with i'm with the favorite as well i just think cave rock makes all the sense in the world the thing that really tilted it for me was seeing him in the flesh and just seeing how well developed he was he's he's a very powerful looking horse that looked to be well within himself i think he's going to be ready to put on a representative or even better effort and if he does that they're all running for second can we make this a chorus, Phillip?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is he's just drawn pretty well. The one looks like the horse that could maybe go to the lead and he could just sit off him. I don't think the Baffert horse on the outside, they're not going to duel each other. Um, the horse, like, I'd be interested in trying to get in some sort of exact or trifecta's lost arc. Um, you know, Very I, interesting. I loved his first two starts. He was bet like he had a big shot in the Breeders Futurity. If you go back and watch that race, he basically got pinched right out of the, at the start and was – basically dead last. He made a big move and he ended up just passing, you know, maybe a bunch of tired horses. Um but to me with any sort of different trip, I'm not saying he was going to beat Forte or Loggins, but he probably is definitely third. Um and he's just going to be an absolute bomb. So like I may be playing just some Cave Rock over Lost Ark exactas or, you know, key Cave Rock over maybe the Bafford and um Forte and play him in third. So I-
3: I've heard like 18 people say they like lost arc. So I, I think there's something there to have to nest the yeah. horse ran. Well, the first two times out, the last running line is ugly. So I, I think if you're playing trifectas or superfectas, type of horse you can use underneath.
0: The final race of Future Stars Friday is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. I'll mix up our order once again, because I feel like we should let Vanessa go first on one of these races with lots of uh, English and Irish participation.
1: You're so kind to me. So (laughs) very kind. Um, Yeah, silver knot in here for Charlie Appleby. I mean, again, it's a little unoriginal, but... This angle, he's won the race three out of the four times he's had runners in it, and he's really kind of nailed on the path to get here. He's followed a very similar path to the likes of Modern Games and Outstrip in terms of running them at our big September Doncaster meeting and then following it up with our big juvenile meeting in Newmarket. Those past winners of this race have run in different races to Silver Knot, but in terms of when they're running, it's a very similar path. This horse was flagged up very early on as the one for the Breeders' Cup, um, way back in when he ran three starts back, this race was picked up as the race for him. And it seems it seems as though he's got kind of everything that you need for this I think people are picking up on the fact that when we've last when we saw him in Newmarket and his latest win it's a it's a, he was on a straight track Doncaster when he got beat in the champagne a straight track again but prior to that he's he's won round the bend before I, I'm not as worried as other people seem to be about that angle with him he's also very tactically versatile he's done it from the front and he's come from behind as well and on top of that he's got an incredibly high cruising speed he just ticks a hell of a lot of the boxes. It's really hard to get away from him. I genuinely think there's other horses in here who you can make valid cases for from Europe, but he ticks so many of the boxes. And his form really stacks up. When he got beaten the Champagne, again, you pick at that, but it was such a tactical affair on ground that was really not to his liking. Uh, He's going to appreciate a much firmer surface. And then the horse that he beat when we last saw him at Newmarket, that horse came out and ran a belter in our good Group 1 race to end our season, the Futurity in Doncaster. So the form really stacks up. He's got all the tools in his toolkit to win this race. And, of course, the trainer. Just go back to the trainer's record in this race. He knows how to win it. And, again, Silver Knot is obvious, but, I mean, he's obvious, and I think he's going to win.
0: Every bone in my body, the host in me, wants to make fun of you for coming all the way here to give us an Applebee runner in the juvenile This guy's
1: nodding. This guy's
0: nodding. (laughs) Look, if it's a
1: winner, it's a winner, (laughs) right? Don't (laughs) judge me.
0: that's I, I picked
1: him out. I feel like I'm one of those stand up comedians just picking people out from the crowd. Well, there's
3: only one more euro in there, so
1: it's yeah. not like... We like, we like. we like audience participation, so you can agree it's with this. It's good Peter. stuff. Yeah. And,
0: and, and, and to make matters worse, I'm going to pick the same horse. I mean, I'm not going to go 100% through Silver Knot. I think, and the winner is, is a horse I've been extremely excited by since he made his first appearance on a race course, and I really liked the last run. And I thought Najarok is a horse who is a little bit interesting and a little bit sneaky based on the running lines as a horse who I think could take a step forward. But most of the money for me runs through silver knot. Philip, let's bring you in for your view.
2: Yeah, I ended up going with and the winner is. Um, I thought his last race at Keeneland, he got a great setup. They went really quick early. Uh, he finished really strongly, and he just was, was miles the best in there. Uh, his first start as a two-year-old at five and a half furlongs, he was miles the best in that, and it's something where you don't see, you know, a lot of two-year-olds come flying late um, here, especially at five and a half furlongs. And I just think Keeneland's kind of a unique turf course. A lot of horses like it. Some of them just absolutely don't like it. It can be more polarizing. The fact that he's two for two at Keeneland, you know, the only negative is uh, he doesn't get Pratt. Pratt, you know, normally rides out what you could call a first call, but he's, one of Chad's top riders, so he sticks with the Chad horse. Uh, but he gets Rosario, who, you know, is is a very able um, replacement. But I just hope, like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't love him at three to one, but at, at five to one plus, I, that's where I ended up landing. And and I agree. I, to me, there's less horses that can win this race. Um, and I wouldn't be, you know, I'm not going to spread. I might play two or three, including the including. Any others on. you want to name check real quick? Um, you know, I think I think Chad's horse. I'm very busy. Um, You know, he he ran really well first time out. You know, the next race he probably was pace compromised and still ran really well um, on softer ground. So I I could see him moving forward and, um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he won.
0: J.K., you mentioned your affinity for Cave Rock and that 100% of your money is going to be running through him out of the juvenile. Having looked at your plays (laughs) in the Breeders' Cup betting challenge over the years, the man likes a double. He likes a big, big double. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to be on the back end of that Cave Rock double?
3: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm going to bet all my money on Cave Rock. I just forgot to tell you that I was going to bet a double in the Silver Knot. Um, and, I, and I'm and i dead serious. I mean, as long as I don't lose anything on minimums on the day, I'm going to bet a $15,000 double in the contest um, into Silver Knot.
0: No savers?
3: No, I don't think so. I I... Yes. I, I um, there might be a little chance in the world. Once I look at what the, what it's paying, there might be a chance where I'll take a thousand and bet it on a on an I'm very busy double with with Cave Rock and I'm very busy. But I think it's gonna all be through Silver Knot. If you look at Silver Knot's last three races, um, you know the race three back was impressive with a fast time form us number the race two back it, it's a throwaway race to me it's like it's on a soft ground in a three-horse field like I, he just got lost out there i i don't care about it was that a shit race, race. At all. it
1: was a shit race I just, honestly okay, yeah, yeah. i was there it was shit <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly <Yeah>. see <laughs> vanessa nailed it for me yeah and then in the last race source ran a 107 time form us figure um like vanessa said the second place horse came back and ran well again This horse is just better than these other horses. None of these, uh, look, and the winner is, and and I'm very busy, and and, and they're all nice horses. But I I think Silver Knot might be pretty special. And just to make sure that this opinion was right, last night at Jeff Ruby, I saw Charlie Appleby, and I said, hey, Charlie, I'm going to go all in on your horse. And he gave me the thumbs up. He said, yeah, go all (laughs) in.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The old trainer thumbs up. All right. We are going to take a short break, 10 minutes or so. But we're gonna, we have some very important stuff to do if you're here in the room. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast version of this that's going to come out, we'll say goodbye to you for now. You look for the Saturday in your feed later. See you, podcast people. But for here in the room and on the YouTube stream as well, we're gonna bring in uh, some somebody from the TaylorMade partnership side. Who are we gonna start with? Who's gonna come up here first? And, and are, are we gonna do the the Bart. raffle bit, or are we yeah, going, to, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to instead? Yeah,
2: we're gonna get Mark Taylor. You gotta come up and give give your little quick spill, and then we'll have Molly do the raffle after that.
0: And I would stick around and listen to what Mark has to say because he's a, a knowledgeable man, and this business, you know, I've had the pleasure of working with these guys now for. A-